0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best the power of their data wasabi another boston based championship team
2: what up this is myron and you're listening to episode 41 of the rye bread and mustard a mariners podcast the alternative underground secret society underbelly back alley i'm screwing all of the descriptions up dive bar style podcast of and about the seattle mariners going to rush you right through this intro because i am late getting this episode out and hitting the road. I'm actually getting on the road. As soon as I do this intro, I'm headed up to Oakland for the Oakland Mariner Series up there in the beautiful, beautiful state of the art uh, Oakland Alameda Coliseum. Don't know what they call it anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, we are going to baseball's last dive bar uh, to check out the series. We'll have a series wrap ready for you ready and waiting for you uh you know thursday night friday morning give me a break travel's gonna affect this anyways today on this episode we are you know talking about the uh four game series that just concluded in anaheim talking some injuries talking some hypothetical lineups we could see going down the stretch uh, barring certain injuries uh with people coming back or not coming back we also clear up the, uh, there seems to be a lot of confusion or a lot of back and forth on how the playoff seating and brackets work. We kind of just get down to the brass tacks about, you know, here's what Major League Baseball actually says. Because I think a lot of people are going off of just the uh, bracket imagery. And also some people, I don't know why, still think it's a one-game playoff. It's not. But anyways, we get into that. And uh, yeah, and we talk about this curse that might be the curse of Myron going on right now. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on a streak of in-person um, losses. Uh, you know, in, including the last two Fridays of going to SmackDown, WWE SmackDown, and going to games and seeing, uh, uh, Robbie Ray, uh, you know, not do his thing. So we're trying to figure out if maybe I'm the problem or or not. Anyways, uh, thanks again for liking, subscribing, sharing these episodes, um, more announcements coming on where else you may be seeing the, or listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard Podcast coming up here shortly. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up and get out of the way so you can enjoy episode 41 of the Rye Bread and Mustard Podcast, and I'm going to get in the car and go to Oakland. So let's start this right about now. All right, we're back here. Episode 39. No, we're, this is episode 41. My bad. This is episode 41. We've just done so many. It's just like when you're getting older and you're like, the years just passed, months just passed. Well, the episodes are just passing. We got what? How many games left? 16 games left this season after this series that uh, we just wrapped up here down in Anaheim. I happened to make it to two games here with the ninja uh, of the series, went to the Friday and Saturday game losses to to continue my uh, in-person losing streak. that's up to four four games as Hanno has pointed out. and he Hanno, did you ask me to specifically not go to today's game? Yes, I indeed did, and I'm asking you to stay away from Oakland as well. I'm sorry, I have already paid for my hotel room, so I am go- <laughs> I am going there, and the Ninja needs to fly out of Oakland, so we got to go. If you want me to do, so you're basically asking me to do the Billy Bean thing, you want me just to stay at the hotel and work out in the gym and watch the game.
3: Well, I remember last, or a couple episodes ago, talking to Grandma Norma, and she was a little upset with your mom going to the games, and it just seems like you have the same problem going on and I just want to respect what she has to say. So that's why I'm bringing it up.
2: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I tried to get Norma on here, but I think she's still breaking out the rye bread. Grandma's still breaking out the rye bread and the mustard, but she wouldn't have a salami sandwich. She's more of like a ham sandwich kind of lady. Uh, but yeah, we'll have to ask her to see what's going on. Um, also today I got a CJ's back here, but unfortunately we are not, not in the uh the man cave, the person cave. Uh them they cave. Them they cave though. Just it's a great cave for anybody that enjoys sports paraphernalia. You gotta see his place. Uh what up, CJ? Hey
4: Riccardo. I am in the cave. You're, You're in like the sports. cave, okay. That. You lucky motherfucker,
2: yeah. dude. You're just sitting in there. Oh, just, making me jealous. Um. So let's get into it today. Let's start with the good news. The good news is that we avoided a sweep. And by avoiding the sweep, we also uh, eliminated one of the teams I hate the most, the Anaheim Angels. Uh, I take great pride in uh, being able to say that here on, on, on the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast
3: yeah getting back to eliminating the angels. I wasn't aware of that until I noticed our colleague uh Kofi posted something letting me know that and uh man, it's a good feeling to pack send those guys back and
2: yeah, it really is they they were the ones that kind of you know cock blocked the party last year on us so it 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 feels good to be able to just you know get some sort of some sort of revenge or restitution from them hey last time I was
0: down here, there was a brawl so
2: yeah, yeah. There, there was a brawl, and not only we kicked their asses, we eliminated them. I think on the season series, though, it was it's very close. Or maybe they got the better of us this year. Do you know what the numbers are on that?
3: I think it's ten to nine, um, from what I remember. I uh, you know, they won these three down there, and then took a bunch up in Seattle. So they were kind of a bugaboo for us this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, they were the ones that sent us you know, to our lowest point in the season being 10 games under 500 and also ignited us. But then also has, you know, uh, you know, last time we were down here that we swept them and thinking we're going to go in there. And, you know, in this series, we've, uh, you know, we've gotten a lot of guys hurt and, uh, and it, it was a very rough series just on the team. Not only did we lose, uh, three games, but we've pretty much had to sideline three of our major players, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, key injuries, the fan base was kind of starting to panic, maybe. I don't know. I wasn't quite there yet, but I was concerned. But yeah, with Cal Raleigh with the busted up thumb, Julio with the back spasms, and Suarez in game one of the series on Friday, getting that finger injury, it's been a, a tough series for the Mariners.
2: Yeah, the fans are have been freaking out and getting getting crazy and we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, CJ and I have found some things online that are pretty funny or just some situations or scenarios that people are talking about and just, you know, in in freak out mode and in fear of these baseball gods that seem to like to uh, bring the thunder down on us. But let's get back into uh game 4 today. Stop the sweep. Uh w- what were your big takeaways from today's game?
3: Well, I mean, Gilbert was the best he's been in a, all year maybe. I mean, he had a career-high in strikeouts of 11. He went 6 innings, gave up four hits, one run, uh, and it was earned and gave up a base on ball. Uh he was fantastic. I mean, he uh it just looked phenomenal. This last month here in um, September.
2: Yeah, he did. He, God, I just, I remember him coming off the mound in the second or third inning, and I was like, oh no, is he going to throw a no hitter? And this is the game I didn't go down to today. So uh, I have to admit, there was a little bit of uh, a breath of, 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 you know, relief when they did get one single off of him, but he he was, he was, he was, uh, he was out there doing his thing today, CJ. What do you think about Logan today?
4: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I was just thinking he's living up to his uh, alter ego of uh, Walter. You know? Oh yeah. Had a, a great yeah. That... I didn't see any uh, screaming off the mound, but I know it was there. It was just ready to come out. That's the eleven strikeouts. I was yeah. Re- he's
3: been awesome.
2: Yeah, my grandma. I don't know if my grandma said that he's going to have to shave that thing off for his wedding. I don't know if that's true. If that's a thing. That uh, she said that uh, she was watching one of the pregames, and I guess he, he is uh, being able to grow it out until the wedding.
3: Well, he should keep it. His last four starts, he's been flawless, only given up two runs on twenty three innings pitched, fifteen hits, and struck out thirty four. So I hope he keeps it.
2: Yeah, let just
4: the- just have him keep it, you know, keep it to December, and then uh, let him regrow it for spring training.
2: What do you think about this facial hair uh ninja? I like I like the goatee. You I mean, like it makes
0: it. him look tough when you like he got angry when you like.
2: you know. That's Walter personality. Yeah.
0: You even said it like I got my picture with him last year. You know, oh yep. And then you're like, Man, he looks so baby faced. What's up with that?
2: He, yeah, he was actually down here. It was you, uh the girlfriend and my sister and And all of us, we were down there, and we were actually at Logan's first win that he got uh, in his career. It happened to be at Anaheim, and he took a picture
1: with him. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ballgame. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom.
2: And just to keep us moving along and talking about the series and wrapping it up, I would say today's game, game four, uh, Carlos Santana, obviously the big hero here with... The uh, rye bread and mustard break out the salami grand slam that capped the game, put it away. He added on with another home run. You know, this is his 19th home run uh, as a Mariner. Sorry, I mean, 15th home run as a Mariner. He had four coming here. Uh, he's obviously been a huge, huge impact on the team. We're constantly always talking about him. He's just got, you know, the flair for the dramatic, or he just knows when to, you know, get in here and get things going for the Mariners. Uh, maybe you might not see that through his average, but you know we saw him this week doing all kinds of things up close. One thing that struck out to me was he was standing on first base um, after a walk or a single, and he was pumping up whoever was up to bat. Might have been Winker, but just just the way he, you know, just keeping the guys' heads in the games, you really get to see it up close. And yeah, uh, he was batting average. Yeah, it's gone down, but all of his home runs have come at big moments and even the ones that came in games that we ended up not winning, they pretty much kept us in the game. It doesn't seem like he's had just like a a wasted pile on home run. I mean, maybe today is the the second one after he already had his grand slam, but that was just pretty damn impressive. Uh, What were you saying about his uh, OPS? It's not all that great.
0: Yeah, he has a six hundred OPS, but you know, it's he's the most shifted on person in the league. You know, right from the, the left side. He's shifted on ninety eight percent of the time. So, you know, like next year when they can't shift on him, is he gonna be that that much better?
4: Mm. Yeah, and they interviewed him after the game. I know we were talking about um, how he's there for the, the kids and you know, supporting them and coaching them up and he's not here what he talked about, you know, he's there he's there to win. But he's also, you know, the reason he's there is to, to help the young guys and get them get them through, like, their first year, like, he's been a mentor to Julio.
0: I wish he'd really mentor Winker.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we saw some, when we're getting to these, the, we'll get into some of the, stuff here with the three uh when we just briefly look at the, the the bad part of this series but uh something you were mentioning to me before we got on here earlier today hannah is uh you really like that we got to rest the bullpen today especially going into uh, a three-game series right away starting tomorrow
3: yeah i mean we didn't use seawald or uh muñoz at all this series so it was unfortunate we didn't get the wins and needed them but maybe it was a little bit of a flexing in disguise to uh, get those guys a little bit of rest so they can really charge hard and in uh, that run right here.
2: Yeah, and, you know, we had three losses here um to start the, you know, series off. And what were you saying uh, earlier that this is the first time the Mariners have lost three games since, what, the start of the half when we were playing Houston?
0: Yep, like went on the winning streak, went to the All-Star game. And then uh, came out of the All Star break and lost those first three games to Houston.
2: And that's when we didn't have Julio. That's when he had uh, injured his hand, you know, either before or at the home run derby. Uh, also, we didn't have Julio a lot this weekend, so it goes to show you. We also lost uh, over I mean, we lost Suarez right at the top of the series. Uh, it looks like he took a ground ball. If, if you didn't know what, right off the uh, tip of his throwing hand. So basically, it was when he was just kind of covering the ball up, taking the ground ball, right? Just got his hand on top of the ball and just, it just pinched and broke. What'd you see there, Hanno? Or what, what, what has been, uh, as I should say, what, what's the store, the full story now on that?
3: Yeah, I think it's just what you explained. I didn't see it happen. He made a good throw over to first in that fourth inning. And then he came up to bat. That next inning took a big swing and you could see him grimacing in pain. And uh, then they took him out, and yeah. Then the next day they got it checked and found it was uh, the tip of his throwing finger on his index or his index finger on his throwing hand that uh, a little fracture. So it's hard to say how long he'll be out. Uh, he's optimistic. So I mean, he's a big, big deal for us. So hopefully it's not too big of a thing. But hand injuries are tricky.
1: Everybody, gather round. Disco Danny's back in town. Loosen up. <laughs> Loosen up. <laughs> Shake it off. Settle down. Loosen up, Danny. Shake it off. Settle down. Loosen up, Danny. Loosen up. <laughs> Loosen up. <laughs> Shaking it, breaking it. Get a hit, Danny.
2: Yeah, we get Handiger back from his back, and and now we got Julio with his back, which they're saying maybe he could uh, be in the lineup tomorrow or today uh, at the, after the time they're recording for the Oak, to start the Oakland to start the Oakland series, but uh, that's another one of these huge ones that you know it it's I want him back in there, but the big picture is getting him healthy for the next weeks to follow. Oh, what's the word on julio
3: i think he's just day-to-day uh he was out running earlier today uh for the last game of the series and taking some hacks off the tee so hopefully he'll be a go in this uh, oakland series but he's key so and backs are tricky as well and he's you know young kid hopefully he should recover quickly but uh kind of a weird thing how all this has crashed at once. We've really been fortunate with injuries for the most part this year. And, you know, our pitching staff, thank goodness, it hasn't hit, gotten any, but the bats and the defense sure have gotten injured up lately.
2: Yeah, my grandma Norma, was just, she just wants to know how this happened because I sent her a video of Julio the day before when the crowd, you could hear on the broadcast you guys were mentioning, uh, the Let's Go Mariners and the Mariners fans getting really hyped up behind the plate uh, I mean behind the dugout and Julio was turning around and you he know he was encouraging he was like leading the orchestra and so my grandma was like he was up up, doing all of that last night how could he be hurt he looked like he was having so much fun and I was like maybe he hurt himself doing that I don't know So uh,
4: that's pretty cool though I mean with the, the chant and let's go Mariners like you could hear it on the broadcast like if you're not at the game you're watching on TV So that's that's something new that in years past I don't think we've seen when we're on the road, so it's pretty cool.
2: And that was a very contentious moment in there because the Angels fans, they are are very – they do not like when other fans are in there and just having way too much fun. I've seen them do this with Dodgers fans that come in there, but they, especially now after what's happened with us this year, really do not like the Mariners fans getting louder than them, right? There seems to be like a – better rivalry
0: brewing since the, I don't know the brawl since we're better now. So that they,
2: like, they used to be better than us. Now they aren't anymore. Yeah. The last two seasons they we've, we've won this, the series last year, I think we won it more definitively, but this year we've had injuries for some of the games. We've also had, we lost all our best players during that fight. Uh, yeah, it, there is there is some serious tension brewing. When Jesse Winker especially does anything, goes up to the plate, there's a lot of booing and a lot of yelling. But I will say this. It's not just coming from the Angels fans
0: <laughs> in Angels Stadium. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, I got some strange looks when they're like, why are you
2: booing him? <laughs> well, where do we start? Ninja wanted to talk about this, that his just his whole attitude and everything is just is the body language is not good out there on the field what were you seeing there from uh sitting there close he's just
0: compared next to julio julio's running around the field he's happy he's having a good time and you know is what people want out of baseball and winker's got his head down he's not engaging with anybody he just the whole body language thing it's just he needs some good vibes from Eugenio. He needs,
2: yeah. I've, I've, we've seen that slip the beginning of the year. A lot of goofy, a lot of fun, and now you know he did something that, that kind of irrit, that irritated me the other day. It was in the ninth inning. He either grounded out or struck out one of the two, and he came towards the dugout, not near the bat guy, near, not near the bat boy, and he instead of just taking his helmet like most people would do, he just like took his helmet off and just kind of just tossed it, dropped it so that now the bat boy's got to run all the way to the other side of the dugout. And it just seemed like an unnecessary thing. It wasn't a third out. He's just doing weird shit like that, that you're just like, I, I don't know if I was in the dugout, I'd I'd say something to him. What, how do you feel about all that stuff? You guys answer. Well,
3: I mean, he's having a rough, he's having a rough year. Um, I, I don't, I mean, we would never be talking about this if he was hitting what he did last year. So it's kind of just a, something to talk about, in my opinion. But um I'd rather talk about how he doesn't get good jumps on balls. Um But we already kind of knew that, you know, he got put into a situation this year where he needed to up his game. That's why he was brought here. He had a great year last year, and he just hasn't performed like he was expected to. So, And he's pressing, it's obvious, so... Hopefully he can turn it around here at the end or get us at least a big hit because you know how that goes. The guy wants all the time, and then he's going to get us hopefully that big hit in the playoffs, and all yep. will be forgotten.
2: There's always that fucking Bucky Dent guy, right, you know, in in the playoffs. Go ahead, CJ. I
4: was going to say, maybe we just need to send him another pizza or
1: something.
2: Yeah, <laughs> send him
1: Tony, you're hitting every fastball. Throw something else. Try a change-up. Oh. That's it. Oh. Winners, play smart and eat smart. Like this complete breakfast, including Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. And There's life! Right. You'll show you a tiger. Show what you can do. Taste of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Brings out the tiger. And you. Now, in special boxes of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, a great action mini poster of Nolan Ryan, Reggie Jackson, or me, King Griffey Jr. I'm the good-looking one. Oh, my
2: God. Oh. Um, you know, with this being said, I think it's a good segue to talk about when Julio comes back and we have Hanager, you know, you know, hopefully healthy, staying healthy, I should say, and we have Dylan Moore back now. What are we doing in the outfield? How do you see the outfield looking on a daily basis down the stretch that makes you comfortable starting with, like, the guys out there? And one of them... Could be the DH, but also the way Santana's swinging the bat right now. You got to have him in the in the lineup, and you got to have Ty in the lineup. What are we doing with the outfield? Uh, why don't we start with you, Hannah?
3: I mean, it's really a tough one. I mean, I don't like seeing ha- seeing Sam Haggerty out there every day. I don't think his game is is best suited for that. He's more of a guy that plays a couple days a week. You know, gives you the maybe a pinch hit at the end. or Yeah, plays runs. the
2: back half of the game.
3: Yeah, I don't want to see him out there every day. He just It's just not his game, and that's okay. You know, hopefully it's a matchup thing they can figure out, maybe get Winker out there. Demo almost made a hell of a play. Played a good center field this last couple games. Um, you know, I've read that people are calling for Kelnick even over Winker. I don't think that's a possibility, even though he's hitting pretty good. People are so down on Winker. But it's really a hard thing to say. I mean, it's it's going to come down to matchups, I believe.
2: Yeah, I, I, well, the the outfielding is my my thing. I'm already used to the like, oh for four, one for four, oh for two with a walk or something, you know, like that. I'm like, okay, I, you know, like we said before, you got to do one of the things decent. We're just not really getting anything from him. He did have two hits in one of the games this this week. So, uh, you know, uh, what do you think, Ninja?
0: well i was watching what another network earlier and they're comparing winker to daniel vogelbach and how come he walks so much Um, it's because he doesn't have any like anybody behind him to knock him in and they want to plug up first base because he's not fast so it's it's easier to pitch around him that's why he walks so much
2: interesting you're
0: not you're not scared to put him on first because now he's just plugging he's plugging the bases up are you going to walk him when it's the end of the game and you can pinch run for him No, he's going to get – they're going to tighten the strike zone up and make him hit the ball. But they're shifting on him a lot. They're pitching him really tough because they can. Well, you know, you got to have somebody to be able to knock Winker in before he's a threat or else you're just going to walk
2: him. Interesting. CJ? Yeah, I was just
4: thinking, you know, I think we have Haniger and Julio and then left field is going to be kind of a revolving door based on the matchups, right? Like, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Frazier going out there, too, and then giving an opportunity in second, or even Jake Lamb. Yeah. Uh, I think just from a like, like of manners, it always feels like we have one or two positions in the outfield. It's always a question mark. If we've never had a solid outfield, at least it feels, you know, from, from my past, where it's like, we know exactly who's in left, and who's in center, and who's in right in a given year
2: jake lamb looked pretty terrible in this series though i i, I do yeah. have to say about that but he had a four strikeout game um she just Golden Sombrero. It, yeah it, he doesn't really jump out to me so now i'm gonna get to the question also that i always bring up but i just don't know how it would work do you take one more look at uh, as far as offensively, can we take one more look at Kyle Lewis? Is that going to happen? Um, I know a lot of people are back and forth about this uh, online and stuff. And, uh, so my, what do you guys think about taking a look at somebody that could potentially have a bat like that and having him on your roster? Uh, does it make sense? Who would you swap him out for? Hypothetically, uh, we'll start with you, Hannah.
3: I mean, I, I'm i not that much in favor of it. Yeah, maybe like you said, for Jake Lamb, the local guy, you know, he struggled here lately, hasn't really done much. He has given us one big home run since he's been here against the, the uh, Guardians. But, I mean, Kyle Lewis can't really run. He can't play the field. I mean, the way the Mariners play, they're moving guys all around, switching guys out for defensive replacements. You know, I – it might more clog things up more than anything. And he really hasn't been hitting down a triple-A that well, other than lately when he had a three-hit game the other night.
2: Right. And what do you think about that, CJ?
3: Yeah, I
4: agree. I mean, you know, I think one, he's, he's a, it's a risk to get him injured, you know, running out in the outfield. and He can't really run that much. And then if we put him in there, then do we lose Santana? You know, say he's in the DH and someone else is playing out there. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm for that.
2: Yeah, I, I I could see how that Santana has a big factor in him coming or not because you're like, are you going to take Santana out of the lineup? Yeah, Santana needs a breather here or there, you know, down the stretch. But when we're getting the playoffs, you know, he seems like he's got the big moment bat. Uh, but what do
0: you feel about this, Ninja? Um, my personal favorite is Sam Haggerty right now in left field. Honestly, he's playing, man, jumping off the nets, making sliding grabs. I don't know much about his arm. I haven't seen him try to gun anybody out, but it seems like he has a lot of range, and it seems like he's pretty athletic, and he's making a lot of He good has points.
2: an okay arm. He has an okay arm.
0: It's better than Winkers.
2: Yeah, oh, absolutely. It is better than Winkers.
0: Yeah, you know, Winker picked up the ball from the corner last week, and I was sitting right there in Egger's Cantina watching him throw that ball, and I was like, man, you know, what would – you know bo jackson would pick up the th- ball and throw it all the way home
2: well you you can't compare bo jackson and Winker here <laughs> exactly you can't you can't no I, I i i agree his his throws i just i don't get it i watch him warm up in the outfield too in between innings cuz i'm just trying to figure just i know it's so much nitpicking but even those throws just don't seem very like there's a lot of effort to it it's just kind of like yeah hey, let's get this ball out of here like there's no uh, direction to it if that makes any sense.
3: Yeah. He was brought here to hit and he hasn't. So everything else is magnified when it comes to Winker. I mean, that's what it comes down to, I believe. And tell them the bone
1: set you up
2: again. I'll get off of Winker. I just wanted to figure out like, what are we going to do out there in the outfield? And what are we going to do right now? Let's just say we don't have Suarez for two more weeks. You know whether he's optimistic or not. The possibility is, hey, we might not get him back till the very end series, or possibly, you know, God forbid, he misses the first part of the postseason. Uh, What are we going to do with the infield? What would you like to have that look like? Starting obviously with third base.
3: Well, I mean, it looks like their choice so far is Toro. He hasn't. You know, the bat's always been a question. He made a nice one, uh, kind of a sliding play today. It's his natural position. They also talk about Lamb. He's played infield. Ty France has been taking grounders over there and once played third base. So that might be an option to put him over there, Santana at first, and then get Winker in at DH and throw Stan Harry out and left or Emo. So that's kind of, I think, what the Mariners have got planned for the rest of the season until hopefully uh bubbles uh Eugenio suarez gets back.
2: <laughs> yeah, bubbles. That's Grandma Norma's nickname for him, right? Bubbles. Yeah. Uh, CJ, what do, what are you thinking about that third base, second base, first base combo? Like what would DH what would you what would you like to see if with, with Suarez not in the lineup?
4: Yeah, I think I, I agree with Hanno there with like Toro's natural position being third. He did make a great play today, and you know, I think he's he's good on the in the infield. So you know, being at third base, I and mean, it would be interesting interesting to see Ty take some
2: yeah you know,
4: some plays over there. That have Carlos being at first, and then hey, maybe we get you know Kyle Lewis up to that's a DH. It, maybe that that's you know right?
2: that's where I was kind of headed with this. Was like, is there a situation where we? Ty can handle third base, and you look over and you got switch hitter Santana at uh, first base. And then at that point, if Kyle Lewis is just a DH, I don't feel like it's too big of a risk, you know, to... Cut, cut a lamb or, you know, send Trammell down or something, if that was the scenario, though. But, again, uh, that that might not be it. And, you know, Hannah was right. we got to have more, like, athleticism out there. What were you going to say, Hannah?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were of who was going to go down. Yeah, um, I agree. Maybe Trammell, or Trammell, excuse me. And, you know, Jake Lamb hasn't been good, but he can play – Infield and outfield, and he's a left-handed bat. You know, he hasn't been worth much lately, so it's kind of a, you know, with Kyle Lewis and not being able to run and struggling so much. It's it. You would think it would be an easy call to get Kyle Lewis up, especially how he started off at the beginning of the year. But it's just not that cut and dry right now. You
2: no, know, and it's hard to justify saying, even though I've said this, like maybe on a playoff roster, you don't need that many pitchers like we do you know, going through 162 games where you have to have all these extra pitchers. Maybe you don't need that. You could afford to lose a pitcher going into a playoff roster. I don't know. But just something to think about. What were you going to say there, Ninja?
0: Oh, I was trying to – I was kind of getting down on Trammell. And then he hit that bomb because, like, in my head I was thinking, man, he's going to have to gear this guy. And then, man, he had
2: hit a bomb. About what is that? in The first game we went to. Second game. That was the second game of the series.
0: Yeah, I hit the hit the shit out of that one.
2: Yeah, I mean that. I mean, it, you got a home run out of the center field position, which you did the day before. I mean, uh, he he pretty much did what Julio, you know, was was bringing in the box score. In, so in
0: my head, I was like, "Who are we going to get let go? Lamb or Tremmel? Oh, it's a hard decision." Then bam.
2: Yeah. But uh, well, you
3: can't hit a curveball.
2: Yeah, he's, he has trouble with the curve. Serrano? He <laughs> can't hit a curveball. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's to gotta talk to Joe Boo.
1: The World Series. Where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now, you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball Fever, catch it! The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball.
2: We're headed uh, into Oakland, but first, I just want to talk a little bit more about being down at the stadium. It it was fun being back down there for the last time. We only went to games one and two. Uh, I have one of those taco, uh, the taco helmet, the helmet, no, what is it, The nacho helmet uh, that pretty much ended my uh, weekend festivities of going to games, uh, what do you think about the, uh, the the nacho helmet there? Well,
0: you know, I didn't get much of it after you got the first half and all the meat was gone, so oh, I, cool. I had to I had to use the fork to scrape up the the slimy chips at the bottom of it. Yeah, but it was so good.
2: I was eating. By the way, I was eating this uh, helmet full of nachos uh, in between, uh, you know, the ninja here and an, and another fan really getting into it. What was going on there at the game?
0: Oh, you know, we were chanting, you know, "Let's go Mariners!" And then all the Angels fans they, they started getting upset with us. So this one gentleman in particular decided to try to bully some kids, some other Mariner fan kids, in front of me, and I wasn't having it. So I just took up for
2: him. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. It was uh, there was uh, I thought things were gonna I thought uh, we were going to get round two of uh, an Anaheim Seattle brawl here. I thought John Boy was going to be breaking down. What was going to happen in the stands? Luckily, nothing worked out. We also got a ball. We we posted a picture on there. Well, you caught the ball. Uh, Why don't you tell us how you caught that ball? All
0: right, my instincts kicked in. I saw the ball coming at me, and I blocked Myron out. I might give him like a little shove. It wasn't a two handed shove. It was basketball blocking him out. Caught it one handed. Raised it like a champion.
2: Yeah, l- so l- down. let me tell you what re- went down. What really went down. We're we're going down to our seats, just and just got there, and yes, the ball was coming from Mike Ford, former Mariner, Princeton. two-time former Mariner, former uh, uh, Giant this year, and Brave, but now an Angel. Th- throws the ball. It's coming right, like right to us. Um, I was like. I got it. It's coming. He said the same thing. He shoved me into the railing, stepped down two steps. Mind you, he's wearing flip-flops, so this isn't a graceful turn. Jumps down two uh, steps, catches the ball, going in to his right into a row. Barehanded, it, no glove. Barehanded, no glove, sure. And the first thing that was said was, hey, that was going to her. And there was this younger girl that was there, had her hat on and had a glove. And Christian go, or Ninja goes over and he, he's like, oh, sorry. He, hands, he goes to hand the girl the ball. She goes, let me see it first. She grabs the ball. She, she looks it over and she goes, no, there's no game you stamp on this. I don't need it. You can have it. And so that so that's why we we kept the ball. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I've never ever seen anybody try to offer a ball the game and and somebody inspect it and go like, no, this isn't game use. Please get this out of my way.
4: That's perfect. That's someone who has had too many too many balls. Yeah,
2: she's caught a lot. Actually, I talked to, it could be her aunt, mother, I stretch for her grandmother. could have been her grandmother. They're really nice people from Newcastle, actually, down there visiting. Um, oh, that the makes sense kid. now. Yeah, so they were, they, <laughs> that makes <it>. sense. <laughs> but they were Mariners fans, they, and in fact, they said, we know rye bread and mustard from Twitter or from Facebook. I couldn't remember the two, so a shout out to them. And they were, they were keeping score. I mean, this was like a family. They had like three rows of people together. They were really, really nice. And uh, I, even, I even walked back up and was like, are you sure you don't want that ball? And they were like, nope, only game use.
1: The Angels are off and running a squeeze play executed perfectly reaches up like he's picking cherry catch the wildest action watch him run there he goes nice play the hottest players he had every bit of that baby and thursday they're looking for sweet sweet revenge the seattle mariners rained on their opening day parade and the angels aren't used to that kind of weather the angels and the mariners thursday at seven on channel five
2: so, obviously, the fans were going nuts this week. CJ, was there anything you read or saw that uh, that caught your eye that was kind of fun or funny or interesting? Uh, a couple or,
4: things. Or yeah, I mean, it, yeah, a uh, couple things. You know, There's a lot of chatter about the you know, Mariners are really testing, you know, what 99% playoff odds really means when we lose three in a row. So there's a lot of freak out around, like, what our actual odds are. Yeah. Uh, you know, thoughts saw something out there around like, are, are we throwing games to uh, get our position within the wild card just based on the opponents that are there, right? Like, that is interesting. Are playing, like, you know, are we throwing games to get the third wild card, which is kind of interesting to end up playing the Guardians? Because, you know, with Tampa, we haven't played that well against them this year. We're 2 and 5. I mean, Toronto, we're 5 and 2. So I thought that was kind of a, an interesting take over, uh, uh, you know, we're trying to play for the third wild card spot.
2: You guarantee yourself not going
0: to Toronto also.
2: Yeah. Well, we're going to get into that uh here in a second cuz I do think there's a lot of confusion still from you know real baseball fans too of like how does the playoff brackets work? We'll get into that for a second. I do want to uh I did see a lot of freakouts obviously. I just saw one right now I'm glancing at. It's uh, I just like this guy's name. His name is Rooftop Joe. And he's in the true Mariners fan zone. And this is one that he wrote yesterday, obviously before or before the victory here in game four. It says, Mariners should be able to beat the Angels. So frustrating. Last two games only scored one run each. Making the Angels pitching look like Cy Young pitchers. Yes, I know we have injuries, but so does all teams. This is why DePoto should have got Good quality players at the deadline and not just a good starting pitcher like Luis Castillo. Lamb sucks and can't hit a beach ball. Our backup catcher, we can't can't hit nothing. Also, he can't catch either. Terenz is better. Our lineup the last few nights looked like a little leak lineup. Our depth is terrible. Ter- Toro is terrible too. DePoto failed at his job getting us depth depth players. So when we lose a Suarez or Julio, we're in trouble. Injuries happen. We need more depths. We don't have any. Mariners always play down to team's level. Uh, teams level, And the Angels own us this year. So far, 8-10 and 10 against the Angels. So clinch a losing record against the Angels this year, no matter what happens in Game 4. We may get swept tomorrow. Today didn't happen, Rooftop Joe. With Suarez pitching against us tomorrow, he has done good against us so far this year. Gilbert has been pitching great, too, but probably won't get the offensive help with our horrible lineup. Mariners' problem all year has been scoring run. Nothing new. 17 games. and well now it's 16. Need to get back on a winning track. <laughs> well, I think this guy pretty much summed up everything I saw. All in one in one rant here. So, rooftop Joe, hopefully you'll settle down. He only got three likes on this one. It was was, and thirteen comments. Uh, A lot of lot of people going back at him. A couple of angry likes, by the way. So, what what do you guys say about that?
0: First off, he's like, you guys, the angels. You're making the angels pitching look like Cy Young. Well, that was Otani on day two. Of course, like okay, day one is Robbie Ray, and you know. So you got to see two potential Cy Young winners,
2: right? Right. But I mean, he's right though. There, there isn't much offensive depth there. I just think it was a bit. It was a lot of. There's a lot of problems being thrown out at well, once. I there. think it's
0: the strength of our team is we're so deep, we're so deep and so flexible, and like we don't just depend on Otani and Trout. You know, that's the the joke going around is Otani goes two for four with two home runs and Trout goes three for five with two home runs and the angels lose 11 to four.
2: Wow. I don't, I I just saw this too. Somebody else named Jonathan Armstrong, Literally wrote this. And tell me if this sounds familiar. So this is a conspiracy. Mariners should be able to beat the Angels. So frustrating (laughs) that the last two (coughs) games only scored one run each. Making the Angels pitching staff look like Cy Young hitters. Yes, I know we got injuries, but so do all teams. This is why DePoto should get quality, good players. So what I want to note is did Rooftop Joe write this or did Jonathan Armstrong? Because there's two posts with the same exact rant on here. So we need to get to the bottom of this. Was it Jonathan Armstrong or was it Rooftop Joe? That's what I need to know. That's pretty crazy. Unless they're both ranting. It's word for word the same thing. So somebody just stole the other person's stuff. Uh, or or maybe this is just like one of those chain posts that people see and then they read it and they're superstitious and at the end of the post it says you must repost this or send to 10 other people or you will immediately die. Maybe it's one of these things versus one of these guys stealing the post from the other guy. I don't know. We'll have to do a deep dive on this on some other episode. Uh, d- Hanno, did you see any, any good online crazy talk? No,
3: but uh, listen the Rooktop Joe and Jay, they're uh, I mean, they're not wrong, but I mean, like Ninja said earlier, it's the first time we've had three losses in a row, and a losing streak since the all-star break so I mean people freak out but that's that's being a fan and I get that so yeah. it's okay you know they're on the winning streak again hopefully uh you know it's rough when you got Dylan hitting fifth in your lineup followed by Frazier, Toro, all I mean I get it you know but also like Ninja said another plug for Ninja you know we are a deep team and that makes us you know better when we are at full strength, so it's yeah, it's just the way it goes. Yeah,
4: yeah. I, I just I just saw I just saw one now from uh, the handle of forest multicolored mullet. Being a marin's is like riding a roller coaster out of there that has to safety code checks check it. Pretty accurate.
2: <laughs> uh, I also saw somebody on here that that wasn't so insane brings up an f- interesting point, but I d I don't really agree with it. But it was going, Hey, I believe even when Julio comes back, do you keep he says that we should, but let me ask you guys this question this question. Do we keep uh, Crawford at the number one slot?
3: I would I no so. Go ahead, buddy. You no, know, I was gonna say I, I like Julio at the
4: at the the lead up, but Me too. I mean he, he I mean Granted, you know, he's probably first, first, uh, pitch swinging and he throws some home runs there and, and he gets some out, But so I think just that intimidation factor of him coming up first is huge and sets the tone for the first inning.
3: Absolutely. You got to keep him there. I mean, I've always been jealous of Houston when they have George Springer and what he brings to the team with his leadoff game, the way he gets on, can steal, hits the long ball. I mean, that's exactly what I've always wanted. and we have our own George Springer, if not better. Let's keep him there.
0: Yeah, it goes from what's your on base percentage and how many bases can you steal for us at that top spot. Right.
2: I I I do like Julio at one because I like when we just flip the lineup back up and you're like, Oh, okay. Seems like he's real comfortable there. Yep. He seems like he's and it's just like JP's just gotta hit somewhere else in the lineup and uh he just got to just got to make it happen. Maybe it is this thing where he likes a little bit. He does better where he has seems like he has more responsibility. Maybe that's a thing. But you know, I think it's a real you know tough responsibility to try to flip the lineup back over as well. Um, but uh, here's another one I saw where we get this. This one was pretty good. It says it says uh, by the- Patrick Theodore Shagan- Shaganessi. Schagenessi. Patrick Theodore Chaganesi, he wrote, the inevitable, here we go again, has arrived. I thought that was a good sum, sum it up for a Mariners um, fan that thinks we're cursed. I don't um, know. We're going to prove the Myron curse wrong
0: in Oakland because Castillo is going against Oakland. And if we <laughs> go in there and lose, then Myron can, can't go to any more games to the rest of the season.
2: Is that so? Is that is that what's on the line here? If we go there and I can't get... I we're going I'm gonna go to at least two games. Tuesday and Wednesday. Might have to come back to LA. Uh but if I yeah, if I can't get two wins in these next two, definitely something I I you know would have to We'd have to talk to Grandma Norma about that because she's all about superstitions. And curses and all of that kind of shit. But yeah, I'm hopefully, I'm, I'm coming back with two victories. And uh, before we get out of here, I do want to just break down and have some clarity on what the all-star, not the all-star, the postseason brackets, how those work.
1: So Lou Pinella has started snacking on Sun Giant almonds. Why is that, Lou? Why not? Is it the crisp, fresh taste, or is there a more profound reason why you do? Why I do what? Why you love Sun Giant almonds. Why you serve them to your guests. Why you're nibbling on Sun Giant dry roasted almonds right now. America wants to know why. Why? Why should I settle for peanuts? It's something good under the sun. Sun Giant almonds.
2: You're hearing different things from different radio personalities. uh, Also people online saying, well, we want the three because if we're in the three, we get to play possibly Cleveland or the Central Division winning team. And then we would play the Yankees just from the way it's drawn up. But Ninja, you were saying that is not true. Um, The lowest seeded team will play the highest seeded team. Every single round yep.
0: First of all The f- number one and number two seed The Houston Astros and the Yankees They get a bye in the first round After that the number three seed Plays the number six seed Which is the winner of the central Versus the, the third wildcard berth And the number four Plays the number five Number three is at home Number four is at home So <clears throat> say three play the third seed Plays the sixth seed and the sixth seed wins. Sixth seed is the lowest seed. And then they would go on to face the number one seed, which would be Houston. So if the four and five seeds play and you know number four wins, then
2: four would go on to the Yankees to play at the Yankees. So for people listening at home, grab your pencil, grab your paper, and write down what he said and draw yourself a bracket the, the lower team lower seated team is always going to play the highest seated team. No matter what. the way they have it drawn up on on this, the MLB site, it may lead you to think that the winner of this particular series plays the Yankees and this series plays the Astros, but that all can change on who is seated. We actually went to MLB and read those particular rules. So, the three is going to play the six and the four is going to play the five, right? So, if the Mariners happen to have the third wild card, which is the sixth seed, they would have the sixth seed. If they happen to be victorious in that round, they would play the number one seed, which is the Astros. So, when people are like, oh, it'll be better because we get to play Cleveland we've been what we were seven and one and really dominating well the the you know the reward for doing that and in beating them if they can is they would automatically have to play houston in a five game series which is kind of scary what were you going to say there oh and it's complete
0: crap because we want the first wild card seed so that we get three home games because mariners
2: deserve a home playoff i do I deserve a chance to sell some tickets uh, (laughs) so that we have to go and pay for after this recording, which I'm not very happy about already. But that's just what, what it is. And yeah, and then from there, if you are the four seed, which you'd have the home game, and you get through that round, you would get the Yankees. You know, you get the Yankees in a five game series, which I think would be a more preferred route. I'd rather play the Houston Astros in a seven game series if they could get that far. What do you guys think about that?
3: Unless the three seed, which would be the the Cleveland winner, wins or Chicago or loses, you know, then it doesn't. You know, then the Mariners would play the Astros.
2: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely hope for some help, but I think that's the team. We, we, that's the shark in the water. We need to try to avoid just because one, how dominating they are. They're 15, they have a 15 game, you know, lead on us in the division. Uh, probably not going to catch him. I'm just going to concede right here. I don't think we're going to catch him with 17 left or 16 left. And um, I, I just, no, Astros have already clinched the division. They clinched it. The, yeah, they they officially go. clinched the division. Okay. So they've clinched the division already, uh, but they play us so much and they know us pretty well, and they got our number. Love to avoid them. I know eventually you're just going to have to play one of these big dogs, but how do you guys feel about that, CJ?
4: Yeah, I'd like to avoid Houston uh, until the until we have to actually play them. So like, I would prefer to go against the Yankees if it came
2: down to it. Me too, and I and I would prefer a little help from somebody and not have to see them until till next season. To be honest with you, but. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. But just just remember when someone's saying to you, like, this is how it works. Just just always tell the person, hey, the lowest seeds plays the highest seeds. That's the matchups.
4: Power. I have a little project. Edgar Martinez has it. And so does Eagle Hardware and Garden. The best selection of power tools... most powerful brand names because if you
1: don't have power you are not in the game
4: now this is what
1: i call a bat eagle hardware and garden more of everything
2: this is episode 41 um we'll be back as soon as the oakland series wraps up uh hannah right we'll be doing one what thursday night so it'll probably be out early friday morning right before the Mariners head off into Kansas City and do their uh, final matchup with them this season. Uh, what are you guys looking for here in this Oakland series besides me breaking my um, losing streak?
3: Total domination. Keep the, keep the good vibes rolling. I will say you are lucky, Myron. You do have our horses going uh, in this Oakland series with the Steel Ray and Kirby set up. JCA, <laughs> yeah. so good for you there.
2: Yeah, if I don't get a win there, I I don't even need Grandma Norma's uh witchery uh you know answer. I, I would consider myself cursed. I've just taken a lot of losses here personally and with the mariners of late, but yeah, I'm looking for that W.
3: I'll take you to some psych. But on the other hand, if it, Go ahead. I was gonna say, but on the other hand, if they do lose this is real you know with you there
0: <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying we are gonna have to take it into some psychic and just gonna have to burn some sage and get it out of him i like, don't know
2: yeah i don't some know i i right now i'm planning to be up there for the final home stand up in seattle maybe i'll have to maybe i'll have to just i could still go but maybe just hang out over at tacos and tequila or something like that anyways this is episode 41 with the ninja Hanno and Edmonds, CJ in the man person. They cave up in uh, Ballard, the homeland. Uh, we're down here in Los Angeles. Like I said, we're headed up to the Oakland series. So be on the lookout for episode forty-two that'll be dropping later this week. Um, and with that being said, Hanno, you know what time it is. <coughs> Charge! all right cj let you, you know what i would usually stop it but let's give cj one more try at doing this charge all right ninja let me hear yours charge all right <laughs> and that's a wrap here on episode 41 we'll be back
0: Hanno's way better at it.
2: Hanno's great at it. CJ did it. Most improved is CJ, though. Uh, We'll see you soon. Uh, Be on the lookout for episode 42. We're out.